I have a tremendous respect and appreciation for people whose work and overall message is a testament to their genuine authenticity, as well as their dedication to serve something greater than themselves. It's also a bonus when, given the opportunity to connect and exchange with these individuals, you come to find out how thoughtful, generous, and incredibly down-to-earth they happen to be. From her various posts and incredible content, ranging from fashion trends to personal development to image consulting, Geraldine Jeune, who most commonly goes by her familiar moniker, Mademoiselle Jerry, really stood out as someone who obviously is in tune with her sense of purpose and identity. Throughout this candid and relaxed conversation, I had the opportunity to see the world through a very interesting perspective. Indeed, as you'll soon get to hear, you'd be surprised how some subtle details in our physical environment can reveal so much more about who we are. She was even gracious enough to give me some advice about a little personal dilemma I happened to share prior to our recording, but felt appropriate to touch on. The journey towards personal growth is one of commitment and discipline, and Ms. Jerry's both honest and caring input is truly one to cherish. A truly impactful exchange, which I hope you'll enjoy. So, let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 66, with the delightful Mademoiselle Jerry. Here we go. Uh, first of all, I want to you know, commend you on everything you do. Because I believe that you share a very powerful message of uh, confidence, um, self-worth. And this is, not, this is not just me just saying things. This is really genuine. I really appreciate everything you do in terms of like, you know, just, you know, promoting. Um, this is very important, like self-worth. Because I don't know why, not just amongst women, because men, unfortunately, don't talk. But I know there's a lot of that insecurity going on as well in terms of mm-hmm. how we perceive ourselves. you know? Yeah. And that's something that I'm, that I realize that, you know, you're really strong towards and like helping women, um, you know, just embody and embrace, you know, their inner beauty and express it, not just through their fashion, but, you know, through their beings. And that's something that I really, really appreciate. I wanted right off the bat, I really wanted to thank you for So that's really precious. You know? um, so, you're welcome. You're welcome. It is. It was really precious. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just blowing smoke. This is very genuine. And you know what? I really wanted to get your advice on that one because that's a question I launched off because it was a personal story. And for the listeners, I'm just going to share it again, if you don't mind. Yes. Um, so remember oh, over email we exchanged and I talked to you about this little uh, adventure, let's call it, let's call it uh, that I was having with my young daughter. She's five. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was like, you know, just getting her ready for, for, for ballet class and just like, you know, um, like drying her down um, from bath time. And um, out of nowhere, she's mm-hmm. like, Daddy, I want nice hair like so-and-so. I'm not going to name names, but I want nice hair like so-and-so. And And when she said nice hair, I already know, okay, we're talking about a young Caucasian little girl and everything and not bad-mouthing the little girl. Okay, it's her friend. She's in her class and that's great. But you could see it in her eyes that this is the moment where I have to explain my young daughter, who's five, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the intricacies of loving yourself and you know, so-and-so is allowed to be her and you're allowed to be you and daddy loves you and you're pretty for you and you need to love yourself for you and your hair or whatever. And it's important. How do you have to be you? And it really shook me, you know, because as a father and as a man, mm-hmm. you don't know how to respond. You really don't. You know, I don't care how much the manuals want to, you know, drill, drill it down to you. Okay. Positive reinforcement and stuff, but still it's scary. And I just want to, you know, just open up the conversation. I just want your two cents of that. It's like, okay, what do we tell our kids? Like, how do we approach, you know, those type of talks, especially in this day and age? Um, <laughs> okay, well, I don't have any kids. It's okay. We're talking. My, 
my first answer will, would be to tell her, well, she can't. <laughs> which is which is weird to say you want hair like this little girl, but her hair is different from your hair. Now, I guess I would want to know why she wants hair like hers um, and underst- and try to understand what's the difference. Like, she sees a difference. There's obviously a difference. But now it's to understand why do you like this more than yours? And I guess that's how I would open up the conversation so that she explains, mm-hmm. well, it looks nicer. Why? And then, you, you know, you flip it. Like, the same way they ask a lot of questions, you can ask a lot of mm-hmm. questions, too, and try to understand... Oh, but they look so they, they're soft. Your hair is soft too. So, you know, and just try to show her that um, I know there's a difference. And, and that's the thing, because I find that sometimes we try to um, avoid the conversation of saying, there's a, oh, there's no difference. You guys are the same. No, we're different. It's okay. Now, what is it that you like her hair more than yours? Is it because it hurts when we do your hair? You know, and try to open up and see. And then from there, if, she feels that it hurts her hair when you do her hair. Maybe try to figure out a way to do it so that it doesn't hurt. It's, it's just mm-hmm. opening up to understand her experience because um, I don't know where they get it from. My friend has a daughter. She has the same conversation. She's mixed and she wants straight hair. It looks soft. She wants the, the hair to blow in the wind. I don't know. I don't know where she gets it from. You know, and my friend is always telling her daughter that she's beautiful. She loves her hair and whatnot, but I don't know where she got that from, but she also wants the straight hair. So it's 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 a it's a tough one, you know. I don't know where it comes from, but it's it's important to understand her experience and her perception of that straight hair. Why does it look better than her hair? Is this um, is this an insecurity that you know, if not addressed properly or early, that you know we do carry? Because I had a, I had a guest on a couple of episodes ago, and we had a conversation exactly about hair, about the transition of just like going from, you know, the quote unquote, you know, corporate hair, you know, the presentable style, where you're like, okay, now I want to cut my hair, and I, I as again as a man, being very naive, and I did ask the question, what's the big deal about cutting your hair again that I'm not getting? And I did not mean that in any kind of insensitivity. But it was a curious aspect of trying to understand what is what what is why is there so much attachment, you know, to a woman's identity that goes through your hair. I was just trying to understand. Did you under, did you figure it out? Yeah, I figured it out. There was a there was a lot of identity, how we were grown, and how you know our mothers, you know, transitioned, or like you know the, how how again, it's it's cultural, it's uh, societal, and it's also about how we perceive ourselves. Like I guess you know that those are the three elements that I basically gathered from it. I'm not sure if you had anything you want, you wanted to push on that. Mm. But I find that as a kid, whenever there's a lot of emphasis emphasis on a specific subject, as a kid, you start thinking that maybe it's important and it 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 should be it should take a lot of place in, space in a lot of place in your life. Meaning that um, talking about the hair, the mother always saying, you know, do your hair, fix your hair. We're going to straighten your hair all, all the time. You know, as a black woman, we think about our hair, I think, 75% of the time during the day. So it's uh-huh. just become obsessed. We talk about it a lot. And as a kid, when all you hear about is hair, do your hair, 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 and you just become, you just think, okay, so it's that important. And everything goes through the hair, the femininity, how you identify yourself, how you express yourself. Um, your identity, your personality. So it's just a lot of energy on hair. And even in the media, 
Uh, there's always a commercial about, it's all about the hair. And I think it, it's been created from the parents and the media that, you know, it's, it's, it's one of your most important assets, which it's not, but it is. In certain cultures, you know, people, you know, when they, they the longer the hair, the, the wealthier you look, it's just, you know, these crazy traditions that um, people are just obsessed with hair. So I think it's just, it's an obsession. Literally. And your relationships and the connections that you make throughout your consulting and everything and your expertise, is that a conversation that's still going on even today? Is that something you come, you come across a lot? Talk about hair? Mm -hmm. um, uh, well, the consultation usually is more with fashion, but I do sometimes mm -hmm. talk about the overall image. And yes, um, I could suggest uh, that the woman changes her hair color. Is there one person, one person in my family, I asked her to cut her hair because I felt that shorter hair looked better on her. Um, she did cut her hair, but then she grew, she out, she decided to grow it back because she didn't like the, the short hair. But um, I find that a lot of women, it's like a taboo subject. You can't talk about their hair um, because they're attached but to it. But why, though? Well, that's the thing. Again, um, the why, it's, it's, it's so deeply rooted. I don't know if we could ever, will be able ever be able to find a reason, exact reason why we're so attached by the hair. But the thing is, like I said, there's a lot mm -hmm. of attention. Um, and, and also guys talk about hair. Guys talk about um, what their preference is. Blonde, the, blonde, the, the blondes have more fun, fun. Brunettes, the redheads. There's just so much going on with hair that I find that um, women feel that they need that to be able to express themselves and be look feminine and all that good stuff. So um, I try not to get into the hair too much, but whenever mm -hmm. I feel like I can, I will address it. I do address it. But, um, yeah, women are very sensitive with their hair. Wow. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. A lot of insight. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Really, how did this entire consulting adventure, like, you know, beauty and fashion and, like, where did that seed come from, man? I'm just really curious. What's your story behind that, man? Because, again, everything I'm seeing is just I see a person that, you know, who loves fashion, who loves different type of styles, who tries different kind of things, who's not afraid to go out there. And I'm just curious, like, what, where did it start for Jerry? I'm really, I'm really curious. Um, how did it start? Gosh. Um, I think it has always been there. Um, my love for fashion, my love for beauty. Actually, the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with everything that's beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. well, that, that I perceive beautiful. And, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I've always loved clothes. I always loved makeup. I always loved, you know, things that, enhance people's beauty or make them feel a certain way and even my experience with my own clothes um depending on what kind of style that i had how i felt and i was felt that i needed to be in that in that field but i didn't know exactly what i wanted to do i started with the makeup um i've been doing makeup i think it's been 20 years now but um oh wow yeah, so when when I say 20 years, I tell people that I started when I was four so that they don't guess how old I am. <laughs> but, yeah, so, and um, so it started with the makeup and then um, and then it, I guess it went with the fashion because, again, I from my, my entourage, my friends, my family, they would always ask me um, for advice as far as how they dress. 
And I'm, I love observing people and, and try to understand why they decided to wear whatever they're wearing. If I'm on, if, when I was younger, when I was on the bus, I would just stare at people like, why is she wearing this coat? Why is this, her hair color this way? How is it, you uh -huh. know, I'm always, I'm curious about people. So, um, I started, and then I worked in, uh, with a designer for years. Uh, so that helped me get into fashion and, um, Throughout the years, I decided to help others and do image consultation, which is not something that is very common. Um, whenever I said I'm image consultant, people don't know what it means. Uh -huh. um, so I have to explain to them, though, it goes from styling to makeup to just your overall image. How can I help you enhance your image? And most importantly, um, reflect an image that's, that is in alignment with who you are, which I find some people have trouble. That has I, got to be tricky. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it is, it is, it's not everybody that's ready for that. And I've had, you know, cause I do, I do, I shop with clients and I do also wardrobe. Um, like I go to your people's houses and I clean up their closet. I get rid of all their clothes, the ones that fit that we keep the stuff. So, um, sometimes it's a little messy. People get emotional. There's a lot of tears. I don't know. People are attached. To the really? They're attached to their clothes. Um, some people, they gained a lot of weight and they're like, okay, I'm going to keep these clothes. So whenever I lose weight, I'll be able to wear them again. People are very emotional. So, um, it's not. How do you help them do that? Um, I, well, I let them know that if you ask me to come over is because you're ready to let go. So. Okay. That direct and that, that blunt. Yes, 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 yes. Because I let go of my clothes. Actually, I do. I let go of too many clothes because I, I end up. <laughs> yeah, I don't hold on to nothing, which is a little scary. Um, but I, I, I hold on to my friends. But anything else, I, you know, I'm always ready to let go and, and welcome other new things. So um, it, it's when I tell them that, you know, they have to be willing to let go. At first, they're like, okay, yeah, I'm fine. But then when I get to the closet, they, they're so caught up with a lot of things. And actually, it's therapeutic because they hear themselves talk. And mm -hmm. at one point, I don't even have to say anything. They realize it for themselves that, wow, okay, I need to, there's some things I need to change in my life. Because I, I always say how your closet is organized or arranged is a reflection of your life and who you are. You can't. Um, really? Yeah, you can't run away from it. No, yeah. Your closet really shows what kind of person you are. And and um, your personality, you can analyze a lot of things in a closet. Yeah. So a cluttered closet is equating to a cluttered mind or a cluttered life type of thing? Yeah, and some people are super uh, organized to the T with the colors and everything. It's just, but at one point it becomes obsessive. Um, mm hmm Sometimes you go to someone's room, the room is super clean, but when you open the closet, the closet is a mess. So we say, you know, well, how come the, so one, the first thing people see, you look well put together, but in the mm -hmm. closet, it's a mess. So it's probably a reflection also of your life and how you handle things. So it's all about looking good and looking perfect, but in the, but in, in the background, you know, you have a lot of things to deal with. So no, it's very interesting. The type of clothes, oh, wow. colors you wear. Some people just only wear black. Um, so it's it's a there's a lot there's a lot of baggage in the closet actually. Wow, Pretty that's 
that's adventurous, man, because so really you're just walking in. So basically you're not just managing the person's attire, but you're also managing the person's personality. And there are things that I believe from what I'm hearing, of course you can help them out accessorize and color coordinate and everything, but the work that they have to do inside, that, that onus is on them. Yes, it is. And also, for example, there's one client that um, I started cleaning up the closet and every all the clothes that I found, I felt that they weren't her clothes. And I said, OK, what's going on? I feel like your clothes look older than you. And I, and as we're talking, that's when one she broke down and she's like, um, actually, the clothes that I have here is my mother that gave me the clothes because she she actually controls my life. She decides what I what I wear, how I do my hair. And she started she started getting emotional. And I was like, whoa, whoa. And then and that was my first experience. And I'm like, okay, I didn't come here for the therapy, for the, you know, the mother relationship. But mm-hmm. I realized that it, it helped her because at one point she's like, okay, I don't know who I am because all everything in my closet is my mother. I have no idea who I am. And she was like 40 something. So you sit down and she just sat down on her bed. It's like, oh, my God. But then at first, you know, there's the, the, the frustration and all that good stuff. But a few days later, she called me back and she's like, oh, my. now, you know, I let go of everything. And now I have a blank page and I could just start writing and figuring out who I am. Right. So little things like that. It's magical. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just that's, I'm, that, of course, a skill like that, an expertise like that, being able to connect with people and having people trust you. Uh, with you know this this reorganization of their clothes in your life, and of course that didn't happen over time. Did that was there? Did you go through that own process yourself, or was it something that My you know? Closet. Yeah, I I go through it a few times, but the thing is, um, again, it's what I said earlier is like finding an image that is in alignment with who you are. There okay. will there will be times where it's going to be tough you're going to have to clean up you're going to have to let go you have to go in the past and see what are you dragging who are you because again some people are, are caught up with a lot of things you know they're dragging a lot of baggage so um i i did it for myself yes but it's just i guess intuition working with people from doing makeup to styling i just developed this um this ability to be able to um help people figure out who they are but the thing is when I do the closet part, I don't want to become like a psychologist or anything because I have to be careful with that because at one point... That's a fine line. Up, yeah, cause, and it becomes like this and I don't want a person to start falling apart and get depressed and I'm like, oh, and then I, I you know, I, it's as if I open something, I open uh-huh. Pandora's box and I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do and I don't know how to handle the situation. That's why I have to be careful also with how I handle things. Uh-huh. And um, and I have friends that are life coaches and all that good stuff that I know that I can refer if things get really bad. It's, it's, it goes out of hand. But I try to stay in the fashion style image personality type vibe. Okay. Try to okay. get too deep because and then I, I won't, I don't have the... I don't feel like I have the tools to be able to um, really, as it, again, it's not therapy. It's a form of mm-hmm. therapy, but I'm not a psychologist. Like, I'm not a therapist. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So it's very, it's like going into that relationship, that partnership and that collaboration. It's very important that the client understands that I'm here to help you with your fashion attire and basically how to basically, you know, cater to your image. As you said, I'm consulting yeah. you on your image, yeah. but I'm not here for your therapy. I'm not a therapist. And that's important that that that's <laughs> really clear cut. So I don't, I don't say it. 
Well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, yo, I'm here for your closet. I'm not here for you. I'm not here. No, I mean, I don't want to be, because I know it, it, like you said, there's a fine line. And I know we're going to get into, oh, oh, I remember my boyfriend gave me this skirt. And then my grandmother who passed away gave me that sweater. And you're like, wow, okay. <laughs> Again, I'm telling you, people have a story for each and every item in their closet. I'm like, that's a lot of stories. That's a lot of baggage, you know? So, but, it's, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Because I, I was just wanting to say, because, um, so it, when you, you also, you have the, the sensibility and the decency and the warmth to actually understand that they're going through something, as you said. So you have to back away, but at the same time for the effectiveness of the process, mm -hmm. you also have to, you know, cut it up at some point and let them know that, you know what? Hey, um, <laughs> We got to work. We got work to do. So like, let's focus here. Focus. Yes, we have work to do. And also that sweater that your ex-boyfriend gave you, I think it's time to let it go. You know, um, let it go. So I'm here to get people to let go and, and, and create space for, for new things. Because I always say, you know, a lot of people, they want a different life. They want a lot of things, but they're not willing to create the space to receive what they want. So at one point, Something's got to give. So, yeah. You know why I'm so lighting up right now? Because I'm, we're having a great conversation about fashion, which is something I have no idea about because I'm totally clueless. And you have certainly know about, but the metaphor is so powerful and can be translated to any facet of your life. Make yeah. space. You do not have, you cannot give what you don't have. Old memories don't necessarily have to be dragged on the entire course of your journey because these are beautiful, powerful words, you know, extrapolated to your closet. Even the comparison, like clean room, cluttered closet, you're presenting your best self, but you're not paying attention to your inner self. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm no, seriously, I'm just like, I'm shivering just a little bit because this is very powerful. Mm. And it seems simple, but it's not. It's very layered, and you need to pay attention to that. These are very subtle details that people need to pay attention to. Wow. Definitely. Okay. That, that's that's but, the kind of process I go through. And and like I said, you know, I've, I've, I've cleaned up closets for my friends, and that until today, they're cussing me out like, oh, I had this skirt, but you got rid of it. And I'm like, listen, I don't care. Like, I don't care. You need it. We got rid of it. Because in the end, to be honest with you, if there's this thing, this item that you absolutely want to keep, I'm not going to force you to get rid of it. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I, I have a heart and I'm like, okay, I don't know what's wrong with you in this sweater, but okay, you can keep it, you know? Um, but yes, and I, and I find that uh, that's, the, that's why I love doing what I do so much is that I'm able to, without necessarily becoming the therapist and telling you what to do, but mm -hmm. through be it the closet with the clothes, the makeup, as far as the image, um, how you perceive yourself and how I do your makeup so that I can, you know, enhance your features, but not completely change who you are and have that conversation. And I realize that everything I do from the styling to the makeup, it's always like this deep conversation that I have with clients where, you know, I'm like, okay, I open up a space for the person to be able to really be honest with themselves and, and cre create a real shift in their lives. Yeah. So... So there's a lot of, so I'm hearing that in a lot of your work, you also have to deal with a lot of resistance. To, I'm sorry. <clears throat> resistance to change. That's what I was trying. Okay. I got, finally got it out. So there's a lot of that going on. I'm hearing because everybody is already part of obviously the routine 
and you don't pay attention to yourself and you realize that even for myself you go through the entire concept of the day-to-day and you've been doing what you've been doing for so long so it takes an outside eye and an outside experience like yourself to laser focus and say like you know what maybe you should adjust that and the automatic reaction is like what's wrong with you like what's wrong with what i'm doing and you need to have that conversation with yourself that's what i'm hearing from you so a lot of people aren't you know, have a difficulty accepting the fact that maybe, yes, they do need that change? Well, um, (laughs) that they do need, uh, again, and we can use the word growth also. You know, sometimes some people, the word change, they feel like they're going to, they're going to lose themselves or they're going to probably, they won't be able to control the whole process if we talk about change. But Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll use the word growth, which is, um, it's what we're doing on a daily basis anyway. So, um, yeah, however I decide to call it, depending on who I'm dealing with, because I, I can feel when some, some certain people, like you said, are very, um, they don't like, they want, they, they're resisting the change. But um, I always bring it back to what are your intentions? Because once we start a project, be it the styling, the makeup, even the branding, because I do branding for companies also. It's always, okay. what is your intention? What do you want out of this? And then once you tell me what you want, if down the line you're resisting, I'm like, well, remember what you told me in the beginning. You want this. So in order to get this, we're going to have to go through this, right? So mm-hmm. bring it back to what you want, because it's not about me. You know, I'm just like, a, I'm helping you, but I, it's not about me. You're there for guidance and you're not there to, you're, they have to put in the work. And it's funny you should put it that way because um, the previous guest, Suzanne uh, um, uh, Stelemak, uh, basically was talking about um, the fact that, listen, I'm only going to put in as much as you. I'm like, we're talking about, you know, personal investment, right? You mm-hmm. want my help? Great. How far are you willing to go? Okay. What is the level of which you want to change? Like, okay, 10. Okay, what is the level of amount of change you're going to put in? Five. Okay, so I'm going to give you a five. Have you ever come across that? Like, you know, okay, the person says they want, you know, to grow, but you see that, you know, down the line that they're not willing, whether it's a person or a corporation that, you know, they're not willing to make the adjustments necessary to, you know, to meet their goals. And how do you deal with that? Um, at first, I was a little annoyed because I would... <laughs> I would tell myself, well, you said you wanted to get that because you have a goal. For instance, you want to lose 20 pounds. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do the work. And then you're not really doing what we need to do to get to those 20 pounds. Um, at first, I was annoyed because I'm like, but when didn't you, isn't that what you said you wanted to do? But then I realized that it's human nature and that um, we all do that. And even with my brand and the comments that I'm getting, the messages that I'm getting, people are saying, you know, um, I would like to do what you do. I would like to, but it's just at one point I just decided to, to make a change, but you have to make that decision. And I realized Mm -hmm. that it's, it's not complicated, but people make it complicated for whatever reason. And I can understand, you know, to each their own way of growing, but, um, I deal with it because I tell myself it's human nature, you know, so some people, they say they want, but they're not willing to put in the work to get the the real results, you know, and step out of your comfort zone. This thing about comfort zone, don't get me started. People have, (laughs) it's it's comfort zone. It's like, it's, if I get out of it, I'm going to die. They get all, I don't know. People do not want to step out of their comfort zone. So, but that's how you get real results. That's how you 
you discover who you truly are. You you discover things that you didn't know about yourself. It's an amazing journey to step out of your comfort zone, but not everybody's ready to do that, right? So small little steps um, from the styling suggestion, like the clothes, suggest, clothes that I'll suggest or makeup or little things that I'll try here and there because that's my mission. And even my friends are fed up with me because I'm always trying to get them to step out of their comfort zone, but that's mm. really what I'm here to do. So it could be very subtle, but I still want people to do that and experience and see what's out there for them. So small incremental steps. Yes. Okay. Because you can't do it over time. You know, there are people who are just willing to jump, you know, you know, just like really personal secret. A lot of people think it's like, you know, oh my God, you're so outgoing and everything. And, um, you know, truly, really, really under the layers. Most people don't notice I'm a very shy person. But, mm -hmm. you know, this little, this little enterprise, this little thing is basically me just every day stepping onto like, you know, a platform and just like, you know, being very public and just like, because uh, I would never do this in millions, but this is me working on myself. You mm -hmm. have to step out of your comfort zone. Otherwise, you know what? Who knows what type of tremendous opportunities are out there for you? Yes. And, you know, and I love the fact that you say that because, um, again, going back to, again, the message and the image, well, it's not fabricated because that's a genuine, you know, connection. And I feel from you is the fact that you're a very confident person and that confidence. And I was wondering, is it something that you're not? See, no. see, I'm shy and you're not confident. See, again, again, I, I, appearances, man. I'm a very, I'm an introvert. I, I, yeah, and people think that I'm out there. Oh my gosh, no, no, introvert. But you come across as you come across as so fierce and just like you know, so out there and just like yes, empowered women and everything. It's all about the angles and the pictures and the <laughs> the, the, the filters. <laughs> and, and no, but. But really, how did you, how does that, how do you build on that? And how do you, how do you date, how do you do the daily work on yourself? Because it's important because people need to hear about this. You can't trap yourself inside your own shell. How do we work on that, Jerry? Wow. Okay. Um, for me, well, it's two things. When I first, as far as the confidence part is concerned, I think um, when I first got signed to a modeling agency, which um, I don't like to, use that example in the sense that because some people find that modeling and just old fashioned there's something vain about it mm -hmm. um, but it actually helped me work on my confidence because once i found that um an agent like the agency signed mm -hmm. me i'm like okay so i guess i have some there's something about me that people would want to use to market it to sell their clothes and all that good stuff so it helped me as far as my confidence and also um at one point i realized that my mission, what I'm, what I have to do is bigger than me. So I have to, I can't step in my own way. You know what I mean? And uh -huh. uh, when I started sharing my story, sharing pictures and all that good stuff and things that I went through as far as my confidence and the issues I went through, I saw the, the, the reaction and the, the, um, from people following me, the comments, the testimonies and all that good stuff. And I'm like, wow, the more I share, the more I open up, the more people are able to heal from my story. So I have to keep on going. Certain days I don't feel like it. I don't feel like go. Sometimes I don't feel like going out, meeting people, talking to people. But mm -hmm. it's not about me. And I, and I really feel like I, I, I do these things only because I'm able to help others grow and figuring out who they are. Again, with that 
the the, the same vision, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and as far as confidence and concern, I just don't think about it anymore. And I, I was you don't, uh, don't. no, it, there was um, I did an interview recently for a, a magazine, and they asked me, you know, what are my my les on parle de complex? What's it? How do you say complex in in, in English? Insecurities. Insecurities, really? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So, do I have any insecurities? And I was, uh, I had to take the time to think about it. Not either insecurities, wait a second, I thought complex would actually be, I'm, I'm hesitating either between insecurities or uh, t- uh, pet peeves or com- complex. Okay, no, what? Okay, you just stuck me on for a loop here. Complex. Yeah, because. Why are you complex in English? I guess, complex. I guess you're insecure about certain things so you want to hide them you don't want to talk about it so i guess it kind mm-hmm. of insecurities but when they asked me that question i had to stop and think not because i don't have any it's because i don't think about it and um i don't put any energy or attention on that and mm-hmm. and, and i and i put a story on instagram at one point and i said you know just the fact that you don't like your nose is that the reason why you're not getting the the, the, the job that you want um, because you don't like your left toe, you're not going to apply for that VP position. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at one point, it just mm-hmm. becomes ridiculous. All these little things that we don't like about ourselves, they're just stopping us from going to where we want, we need to go. And I just don't think about it. So for me, um, it, it, it has become bigger than me. I just do it because I know that someone out there is learning and growing from it. You know what I mean? So I, it, it, it's... I don't want to say I sacrifice my, my, the fact that I'm super shy and I like to stay in my corner, but in a way, you know, and it's allowing me to grow also. So, um, and, uh, any other insecurities you might have, I tell people, you know, um, focus on the stuff that you love. Um, and yeah, don't think about it. Cause in the end you, this is, that's not what's going to stop you from going to where you need to go. So for me, it's irrelevant. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so stay true, stay true to ourselves, embrace the possibilities and get out of our own way. Um, stay true to yourself. Uh, and, and like I said, don't think, don't put too much energy, you know, when, cause again, when you put a lot of attention on something, it grows and you have the impression that, for instance, if you look at, I don't know, you have uh, uh, um, acne uh, issues and then you're like, okay, every day you keep on looking at that acne every day. And at one point you have the impression that it's taking over your whole face, right? So it mm-hmm. is the same thing for anything in life. Put attention on things that you want um, that make you feel good. Put your attention on things that will make you, will allow you to grow and don't think about the things that you don't like because it, it, it's not important. You know what I mean? And if mm-hmm. there's still thing that you can change, we'll go ahead and change it. And I grew up in a household where um, my parents didn't have patience for complaints. Um, and they're very, um, they're very hardworking and very adamant on the fact that if there's something that you don't like, fix it. If you can't fix it, get over it. <laughs> it's, it's That's a definitely intense, my parents. But, but if you've, you've heard that since you were like four or five years old, as you get older, that's how you live your life. You know what I mean? And it's just, uh-huh. there's some things that you can fix. And again, I'm not trying to tell people to go and get surgery and all that good stuff, but um, you don't like your weight. Well then let's not talk about it for 20 years. Just 
work out, change your eating, your eating habits, you know, there's little things. And I find that the equation is very simple, but people prefer staying um, outside of the field and not doing the work, just looking at, um, looking at everything from the outside and complaining instead of actually taking responsibility and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a change and I'm just going to lose the weight that I want to lose. Right. So again, it's, it's all about the decisions that you make and the fear, but basically there's a lot of, um, there's basically, basically there's also the, um, there was a term for that. I, I read about this a couple of days ago, actually. It's not basically the fear of getting started. Basically, it's just like you see the amount of work that needs to get done to actually get to the goal, but you rather spend so much time thinking about thinking about it rather than just like, well, you know, you'd be one day closer if you just started. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. You, you, know? you think about it. You're like, okay, I don't know. How is it going to be? And again, and I find <clears throat> it's interesting what I'm going to say, but you know, with all the conferences happening nowadays and people are always sharing their story of how they made it. Um, mm -hmm. And I find that whenever someone says, you know, how did you make it? And I, I can share my story. But to be honest with you, um, you could do the exact same thing I did and not make it. Right. Mm -hmm. So you really have to create your own story. You have to create your own path. You can be inspired by certain things, but there's there's some like they call it the outliers where you live your background your education uh the uh -huh. city you live in there's so many other fact different factors how i grew up how my parents um spoiled me you know versus parents that weren't there for their kids you know what i mean so there's so many different things that whenever you sit down and you look at other people and so how did she make it how did she make it you're not going to be able to move forward you just have to start do something and then you learn and then you grow and then you create your own story because everybody has a different story. So, yeah. Wow. Did you have <laughs> any mentors uh, along your journey? Like people who actually like took you under their wing and taught you a couple of things? Cause, oh, Cause I'm very, because I had, I had a guest who told me about that, you know, you're always supposed to surround yourself with people who basically are, are there and going to encourage you to lift yourself up. But you know, it's always good to ask for help. But did you have anybody like, you know, who, who basically like, you know, mentored you or, you know, you had the, you know, was, was there to lend a helping hand? I'm just, just asking. Mm, no. Well, <sighs> mentors mentors i don't know no younger i did my stuff I, I'm, like i said i'm always alone in my corner mm -hmm. in my room so i didn't really talk to people so um <laughs> with this whole the brand and how things have been um growing i am meeting amazing people that are giving me beautiful advices my brother um, my little brother he's someone who's been always been supporting me so my, my family in general right um, and as you get older, you realize how, what your parents used to tell you, how important it was and valuable it was. But then when you were younger, you're like, you know, whatever. So I realized that my parents are pretty much in their own way mentors also with how they chose to, they chose to live their lives. And, um, and I learned a lot from them, but specific mentors. No, I don't have, that's cool. maybe, maybe that I can cool. get one. <laughs> as you said as you said we're all about growing we're all about growing which is it's a beautiful journey it's a beautiful journey seriously but i am curious i am curious and probably i'm just kind of like you know a quick five minute tip cons consultation here okay 
Decluttering the closet. Any simple tips towards attacking? What do I need a shovel? Do I need gasoline and a match? How do I start? Uh, how do you start? How do you start? How do you start? Um Okay. There's we we're creatures of habits, right? So we mm-hmm. always go towards the same section in our closet. Mm-hmm. Um some people have 20, they have a lot of clothes but they always wear the same clothes. Um, so you start with the area where you're always going towards, right? So there's this, this specific pieces that you like. So everything else around, take them out, keep the ones that you wear on a daily and then take out the stuff that you don't wear mm-hmm. and then analyze each and every piece of who clothing. Why aren't you wearing this one? Why aren't you wearing this? And I find that now it depends on your personality. Some people, they hate looking for things. Some people, um, they don't know how to create combinations. So Mm -hmm. I tell, okay, so create your own combinations as far as colors, as far as styles, put the jackets together, put the shirts together. At first I thought, because I'm a little rebel, I don't like um, when things are too organized. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to think that people that put their jackets and shirts together a little intense, too intense for me. But now that I think about it, it's easier in the morning, right? So you know where your jackets are. You take a jacket, you take a shirt, especially with the people have that kind of a uniform where they pretty much wear the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you organize your stuff by categories, organized by color. Like in my closet, all my black part of clothes are on one side. The prints, I have my jacket, like everything is organized in a way where it makes it easy for me to find my clothes. And my most valuable tip is that I am in love with each and every piece of clothing in my closet. So when I get up in the morning and I have to pick something to wear, I can close my eyes, take two things, and I will be glad to wear them because I love them. So get rid of everything that you don't like. Keep the stuff that you love so that in the morning it's super easy because like, oh, I love that shirt. Oh, I love that jacket. You don't care because you love everything, right? So the, the, that dress that reminds you that you gained 20 pounds, could you please get rid of it? You know, and just keep the stuff that you love so that in the morning, it's actually fun to pick out clothes. That is a sensational tip <laughs> for guys and gals alike. And I am not Thank kidding. You. Seriously, that is a sensational tip. I just, mm-hmm. I like to throw one off at you. Um, that I heard really years ago, mm-hmm. and this was the uh, years when I was just like, you know, living in a, my bachelor apartment in Coudenege, but I was just like listening, you know, those those fashion tidbits, which you were probably a part of. You've probably been on one, and I didn't even know you back then. But <laughs> um, the the nice lady was saying that, you know, uh, uh, her, her like 10-second, you know, fashion tip was like, if you haven't worn it in over a year, you probably don't miss it, so get rid of it. Is that a little bit too extreme? Oh, or... a year, no. <laughs> no. Because... A year. It depends on your lifestyle. Cause I if I take example from my lifestyle, my lifestyle is pretty um how do I call it? How would I describe my lifestyle? Eclectic. Okay, let's use the word eclectic. Okay, we could use that word in the sense that um I could I I might need a dress to go at a gala at on a Tuesday night. Um mm-hmm. I could, you know, so it's just um, so I end up wearing everything I own because I have so many different events and 
and meetings and and it's just you know it's uh, I get it. yeah pretty like you said eclectic but i find that a year is too much it's too intense because if you had a year where you you spent a lot of time working and focusing on your job and your career and you didn't really um take the time to go out and party and then uh-huh. a year later you're like you know this year i feel like i need to add more social events into my lifestyle then I, i'm going to take out my dress that i haven't worn in a year because i was so focused on different things you know so i don't find that it's um i think a year is too early too the intense slide, okay you know so like it does from one summer to the next like you get rid of your stuff if you didn't wear it since last summer no i mean no, no. yeah okay Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So you're just like you're recenter me right now, because again, I'm I'm totally naive. I'm just asking mm-hmm. questions because this is too, this is such an intense thing. But seriously, get rid of everything that does not make you happy. Okay, I can pick a few. <laughs> yeah, but you, I you, can... know, you know the 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 shirts or jacket or sweaters that every time you wear them, you feel good. Um, there's something about you get compliments. It's not even about the the fact. It's just your energy also when you wear it people are like oh i like mm-hmm. this sweater cuz you love it right so keep the stuff that you love and i mean if you happen to love everything <laughs> i mean keep everything but then there's another it, it'll be a different kind of therapy because now we need to, we still need to create space but on a daily basis i find that if you keep the stuff that you love it makes it more fun in the morning when you have to dress up wow mhm man I'm just like I'm I'm taking notes as I always do because I really yeah. am I'm taking notes as you're saying like seriously I could go on for so much wow wow it's like I'm so appreciative I can only say thank you so many times Jerry but I'm you're very welcome. grateful for this time and this exchange I know we're coming up to the top of the hour I don't want to keep you too long because I know we have a lives but <laughs> hey first of all I wanted to tell you again thank you for this terrific exchange of wisdom and insight and again just a peek just a peek of the world through your lenses which is a very exciting one a very passionate one because you genuinely have a passion for what you do and again thank you for your powerful message of you know empowerment and love and strength and again this is only our first initial connection and i'm very thankful for it but again this is my open invitation as i always do to all my guests if ever you want to be back We'll definitely connect over Instagram or offline, and we'll definitely try to you know have another conversation just like this one because it's definitely something that I want to keep promoting in terms of like, open up your journey, open up yourself, get out of of your comfort zone, try new things, try different things, you know, learn to quarter coordinate, ask for help, ask for an image consultant. There are ones available. See, have you heard of Jerry? So yeah, <laughs> but for I really want to thank you. Because it was an amazing exchange, and I really want to thank you. Because we could go on like ad nauseum, but this is a precious time, and I really want to thank you for it. Really. Well, it's 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 my pleasure. I mean, every time I I have these kind of conversations, I know that um, I'm also growing myself and learning different things, um, and also to be able to even clarify what I do and why I do what I do. Right. So um because you have it's important for you to know why you're doing this the same way you have to know why you're doing what you're doing with your podcast right so mm-hmm. it's just the more we talk about it the more we grow the more we you know we define our why so i'm always up for any deep conversations i don't like small talk 
Um, I'm <laughs> so these kind of conversations are the type of conversations I like to have on a daily basis. So anytime you want me to come back, it'll be my pleasure. Appreciate it. As I always like to do it, I always like to leave the floor at, uh, on the party before we part ways. I always like to leave the floor to the guest as uh, you know, a call to action, a quote, a, a plain old thought. I know you just gave us like you know ten thousand tidbits, <laughs> but <laughs> anything the listeners can wake up with tomorrow morning, basically just take action towards the next steps towards their journey. Anything you want to leave them with? Wow, really? Just like that? <laughs> uh... <laughs> I have to try. To Smart. Let's say something smart. Okay. Um. What can I say? Um. Oh, I like to say that it's not that serious. Okay. Yeah. Because whenever I get into these conversations with the closet, with the image, with the confidence, ah, I won't point. Things get heavy. People get um. They get nervous. They get anxious. They try to figure things out. And at one point, I'm like, listen. You know, it's not that serious, you know, give yourself time, um, you know, be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself. Um, and, you know, one day at a time. But I always try to bring it back to it's not that serious because I find that sometimes people get in a zone where they feel like, OK, I have to figure out my life. I have to. And some people say, oh, my God, what have I done with my life? I, you know, it, it could get really heavy. That and intense. I don't want I don't want to leave that energy. And even with my brand, my captions, everything I write, my stories, I always make sure I'm laughing, saying something silly because it's not that serious. Just keep laughing. Just try to laugh. Yeah, it's important to keep laughing. Even if you realize certain things you messed up how your closet is a mess. You laugh. Like I laugh with my clients. Like we, you know, cause there's no point in, you know, being stressed or worrying about it. Cause just the fact that you decide that you want to make a change, it'll happen. It is happening. You just haven't seen the manifestation of it, but it's happening. So as it's happening, we're not going to get stressed or nervous about this. We're going to laugh. We're going to have a good time. We're going to keep it light. So it's serious. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> that serious she is my god man so many nuggets of beautiful awesomeness and energy i can't i i I don't even know what to say because i'm so (laughs) giddy about this right now it's amazing this recording was a long time coming and i'm so appreciative for your time and insight she is mademoiselle jerry on all the interwebs m l l e g e r i dot com is her blog and basically her platform we can find her but she is also mademoiselle jerry on instagram be sure to follow her because her content Content is so amazing and so insightful and the pictures and the angles and the lighting is definitely something that you know <laughs> definitely will be resounding on your interwebs it'll give you a little bit of color in your day especially the red lots of red there's lots of red going on <laughs> is there a lot of red Recently, i don't like this color actually i don't but i, I realize that i need to put more red in my life because apparently what my wife, basically, who also follows you, she mentioned this uh, fall coat. This uh, this really nice, you're walking down, basically, like, you know, just fall coat all snug and stuff. You know the one. You know the one. Really nice red yes, coat. Yes, Lovely one. My wife, my wife texted me. She's like, I want one of those. <laughs> it's like, okay, so I know which, which Christmas gift is coming up. It's like, okay, fine. 
So, but definitely, I'll definitely link up all of your connections and all your social presence on the blog post uh, for this episode once it goes live. And uh, again, guys, another episode of Awakening the Awesome is in the can. Thanking you, Gerald Dijon, Mademoiselle Jerry, for your wonderful, wonderful inspiration and awesome message. Guys, I am your host, Olivier Day. Be sure to cast this episode once it goes live. Follow us at AwakeningTheAwesome at .blogspot.com. Always happy to hear your comments, AwakeningTheAwesome at gmail.com. Again, stay safe, stay resilient, stay beautiful, stay awesome. Have a terrific evening, guys. Do take care. Much love.